Well, we're just praying for them. Isaiah chapter 28 this morning, uh, verse number 14. Let us stand this morning. The honor of reading God's word for God's people this morning. Isaiah 28, verse number 14. Wherefore, hear the words of the Lord. Ye scornful men, those that will criticize or mark the word of God. He said, I want you guys to listen to something. It's going to itch. And he says, uh, you scornful men that rule the people which is in Jerusalem, because you have said we have made a covenant with death and hell. And we are at agreement with the overflowing scourge shall pass through. It shall not come unto us. Somehow we're going to escape the judgment of God, even though we have given our lives over to the things of hell and the things of this world. It shall not come to us. We have made lies in our refuge and under falsehood, and have made, and we have had ourselves, hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God: Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone a tried stone, a precious stone, a sure stone. He that that believeth shall not make haste. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you for the program the children that put on for us. Well, they touched my heart and blessed my heart. Father, we just ask you to lift us up today, Lord. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. And empty me of self and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here in this chapter, we find that God uh, is pleading with Jerusalem to turn back to him. God is calling uh, these backslidden, scornful, lost individuals to make an about face and come back to God. They can be redeemed. They can't save themselves. He can change their lives this morning. If, you, if you're not born again, you're lost and undone, He is the only one that can change your life this morning. But I read in the verses I find that are just, just like humanity is today. It, it, it's, uh, it's like humanity on a whole today. And these verses aren't just good for Jerusalem. They're just not good for Israel. But they're also good for this country and every one of us here this morning. He, like, he highlights several things that these people have in their life that uh, every sinner has in their life this morning. He said they are under condemnation, verse 15, because you have said we have made a covenant with the death and with hell. We are at agreement. He said that they have made an agreement with death and hell. They have literally reached their hands out and shook hands with death and the devil. He said we'd rather walk with the devil, then walk with you, God. You say, well, that, that's not my family. That's not the humanity that I see. That's not what I see in the world today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it is. I read that we've all are cut from the same cloth. We all are pulled from the same dirt. We're formed from the same dirt of the earth. Do you realize that the first man and woman that's what they did. 
They made an agreement with hell, death, and hell this morning. And they, they walked in the cool of the evening uh, in the Garden of Eden uh, with God. They, they held hands with God. Uh, they saw with the power of God. Uh, they talked with God. But then again, they took their hands out of the hand of God and placed their hand right into the midst of the devil and shook hands with him and said, I'd rather walk with you than walk with God. Reading Genesis chapter 3, it tells you. They, they bought themselves a ticket straight to hell. You say, preacher, that's not me. Yes, sir, that is you. You say, preacher, that's, that's not me. Yes, ma'am, that is you too. If you're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you've never repented of your sins... You've never trusted in Him. You are under condemnation of death this morning. The contract has already been signed. Your name is on this contract this morning. The Bible said in John 3, 18, He that believeth not is condemned already. Because ye have not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. Listen, if you are here this morning, you're not waiting on uh, to, to get to the point that you feel condemned. You're already condemned this morning if you don't serve Jesus Christ. And the details of that agreement has already been laid out before you and I. One day you and I are going to die. And if your name is on that contract of condemnation, hell is your home. You'll spend eternity in hell. And that, that's the deal that, that's made. Uh, the wages of sin is death, we said. The condemnation of death and hell already rests on you this morning. Wouldn't it be the responsibility to be big? If I held a pardon in my hand that had your name on it, uh, from the governor or the uh, uh, from the president, and and I'm walking down the corridors of uh, of death row, uh, and I've got a uh, pardon in my hand that has your name on it. Uh, wouldn't it be a responsibility that I could take that pardon and hand that pardon and say, hey, you don't doubt to die on the electric chair. You don't have to die by lethal injection. You are being excused. You can go and live. And let me just say this this morning. As a preacher, what a responsibility is. I'm telling you, I've got the pardon in my hand for you this morning. I'm trying to give it to you. You don't have to die and go to hell this morning. You don't have to. But we choose to. We choose to. They had the condemnation of death and hell that was upon them. We find the lies they have concocted in verse 15. We have made a covenant with death and with hell. We're in agreement when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. In other words, when the judgment of God comes, when God comes to judge and sweeping down on this humanity, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge. And under falsehood we have hid ourselves. 
These people are under the judgment of God. They have made an agreement with death and hell. But they're sticking their heads in the sand saying, hey, I don't want to see it. They're acting like God is not angry. They're acting like God is not sending judgment down this morning. Can I say this this morning? God is not happy with America today. God is not happy with the world today. We're just wagging our fingers in the face of God. We're shaking our fists at the face of God and saying, hey, I don't believe that you have the judgment. I have made an agreement with death and hell. God is not happy with us today. The Bible says the wrath of God abideth on you. The wrath of God abideth on you. Right now, God's love is not on you. God's wrath is on you. If you're serving this world, if you're living for this world, the wrath of God is on you this morning. You say, well, how did I get the love of God? You got to go to where God gave it. Where is that at? Where did God give his love? It was given at the cross of Calvary. If you want God's love this morning, you've got to come to Jesus. If you don't come to Jesus, you don't get God's love. You get God's wrath this morning. What a terrible thought that the God in heaven sitting on His throne this morning. Earth is His footstool this morning. The God that made everything. The God that formed man from the dust of this earth. That that God would be mad with you this morning. That God would send His wrath down to you this morning. Brother, if you believe that God is not sending His wrath down, then you're in bad shape. Bad shape. These people walked on their own unrepented sins. Shaking their fists at the face of God. Telling God, you're not real. You don't exist. Sound like America today. <laughs> you're, here, you're here by a big bang theory. All of a sudden, boom, you're here. Let me tell you that. There ain't no God. There ain't no heaven. There ain't no hell. There ain't no judgment. Those people down at the church are just feeble-minded, backwoods people. Don't have enough sense to fall off the turnip truck. You keep wagging your finger in the face of God. One of these days, one of these days, Payment's going to come due. And let me just say this. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, payment is going to come due. The wrath of God's going to come upon you. And you're going to have to suffer the wrath of God. You know what they have done in this text? They made their own poison. They drank their own poison. That's what lost men do without Jesus Christ. They concoct their own poison, uh, believing there is no God, uh, uh, there's no hell, and there ain't, the Bible ain't real, and they concocted their own poison, and they drank it this morning. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. See the condemnation they're under. We see the concoction of the lies 
They accepted. But I want you to see the counsel of God in verse 16. This blessed my heart when I read this. Verse 16, therefore, in light of that which you have been preaching this morning, in light of the fact that you are condemned, in light of the fact that you are in agreement with death and hell, in light of the fact that you believe on your own lies, therefore, thus said the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious stone, a sure stone. He said, I've already, I have a remedy for you. I have the solution for you. And it's in the stone of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the rock this morning. Now watch this last part it said. And I never seen it nor understood it the way it hit me this time before. And I, 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 it just didn't make sense to me. Every time I read it, it just didn't make sense. It says, he that believeth shall not make haste. I said, what? If I'm living in sin and I'm dying and going to hell and I know the combination, the combination is on me, I know that I've fallen for my own lies. I've been the one that's pointing and said there's no heaven, no hell, no judgment, no God. And all of a sudden I start to believe it. I say, and he said, don't make haste. I think I should be running quickly and fast before I realized that I died and lost his hand. But I said, Lord, Lord, you got to show me what does that mean? He's saying it is, he that believeth shall not make haste. That word haste means to hurry, go into action, move. And I'm thinking if you believe in Jesus, why not run to him? But that's not what he's saying. And he hit me. What is he saying, preacher? He's saying this, if you believe on him, you will stop running. You'll stop looking around for satisfaction. If you've found the rock, you don't have to keep running around looking for something else. You don't have to run to and fro trying to uh, find that elusive butterfly, a piece of joy that this world tries to give. If you have believed, you can stop running. If you found the place of rest, you have found the place of refuge. And with that in mind, I want to preach this morning on what Isaiah is preaching here this morning. Lurk no further. Lurk no further. I, I don't know what you have come looking for this morning, but you ain't got to go look any further. To find peace. I can tell you, you can find peace. You don't have to look any further. To find joy, you don't have to look any further. You don't have to look further for to find acceptance, love, forgiveness. I can tell you, you can find acceptance with the love and forgiveness with it's in the rock. It's in that rock of ages. Send the Lord Jesus Christ. Look no further this morning. Let me ask you this. Are you tired of the devil's lies that you've told you over and over and that you believed? 
Are you tired of the lies that you told yourself? Trying to satisfy your hearts longing enough to get sleep at night. Trying to uh, calm everything inside of you so you can lay your head down and get rest at night. The lies that the world has pumped into your heart and your mind. You believe, let me just say that you don't have to look any further this morning. I know somebody says, I am the truth, the way. Those that believe in me, I am the truth. You say, Preacher, I don't want to go to hell. But I know I'm in an agreement with death and hell because the condemnation's on me. I, I don't want to go to hell this morning, preacher. Well, don't look no further. Don't look no further. I know somebody that saves from hell. I know somebody built a bridge, the gap from heaven to earth. I know somebody that hinged on the cross with three nails. And if you run to him, you'll get saved this morning. Look no further, friend. You have found him this morning. You have run around everywhere trying to feel the satisfaction, trying to feel the whole void in your life. You've tried liquor, you've tried drugs, you've tried everything else, you have sex, relationships, and all of them have failed, and you can't find a, feel that void in your life. You found no relief in your life, and you still felt empty. It's left a void in your life. I'm telling you, don't look no further. There's somebody that satisfies a longing soul. He fills the hungry soul this morning. Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord blessed is the man that tastes trust in him. There's somebody that you don't have to look at, no run no further no more this morning. He's a friend that stick is closer than a brother. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You don't have to look any further. He's his greatest friend that you'll ever know this morning. And throughout all the New Testament, we find that they didn't have to look no further. We're in the Christmas season. One day the shepherds were abiding in the field looking over to the flocks by night. And suddenly the Bible said uh, uh, the heavenly host showed about them. And they said, fear not. I bring good tidings of great joy. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Do you know what the angels were saying? They were saying, look no further. He is over yonder in the stables. Look no further. The King, the Savior, is born. You don't have to look any further this morning. The Bible said he was just a little boy. They brought him to the temple to be dedicated. And about that time, a man named Simeon come run him up and picked him up and lifted him up and he says, <laughs> My eyes have seen thy salvation. He said, Look no further. And yet, we look. About the same time, Anna, the prophetess, she grabbed him up and said, If you're looking for redemption, look no further. 
we found him. One day on the muddy banks of Jordan, after nothing has happened for hundreds of years and quietness from God, this old wild, old, woolly, bully preacher stepped out. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God which take away the sins of the world. You know what he's saying? Look no further. You know who he's preaching to? He's preaching to a crowd that he called vipers, snakes. He said, who hath warned thee to flee from the wrath to come? He, he's, he's preaching to a crowd that thinks they are religious, but they're lost. And when Jesus stepped out, he said, quit looking, you found him. He said, what the law cannot do, he can. Look no further, he's here. One day outside of Jerusalem on the hill called Golgotha, hung the bloody body of the Savior. And when he drew his last breath and said, it is finished, he died on the cross. And about that time, the citron said, truly, truly, this man was the Son of God. Know what he was saying? Look no further. Look no further. He is here. I read in John chapter 4 that Jesus come walking to Jacob's well one day and sitting on the well was a five-time loser, a Samaritan woman. Nobody had wanted nothing to do with her. They wouldn't have anything to do with him. When Jesus shows up and Jesus gives her the water from Jacob's well, he didn't give him the water from Jacob's well, but he gave her the water from his own well. He gave her the water from God's well. And the Bible says she took off running to the city and she left the water pot wide. She didn't need it no more. She had the well already inside of her. She told him, come and see this man that's told me all that about me. Everything that I ever did, he's told me. Is this not the Christ? What she's saying is, look no further. There ain't nobody like him this morning. Don't look no further. They came to the tomb three days later. When he was dead, he buried and rose again. He got out of the tomb and on the third day and they couldn't find him. The angel was there and the angel said, why seek you the living among the dead? I know you seek Jesus who crucified. He's not here. He is risen. He, he, he said, and, and look no further for he's alive this morning. Look no further. I read in Revelation 22. And the Spirit and the bride said, Come, let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is at thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Jesus himself said, look no further. Stop running. Stop doing these things. I've got what you need. I've got what you satisfy you. I've got what will change your life this morning. Stop running around and looking and trying to find satisfaction in this world. I am the satisfaction. Too many of us try to find a satisfaction in needles, satisfaction in drugs, in the joint. 
Let me just say this. One day they're going to let you hit bottom. You'll hit bottom. You'll be empty. But if you grab a hold of Jesus this morning, you ain't got to look no more for satisfaction. He satisfies this morning. Look no further. You say, preacher, why should I look no further? The three reasons in the text why we should not look any further. I'm already winded. I don't know if I'll get through with these or not. I, I, I know somebody, someone can preach on Jesus. I don't, I don't understand how they can just talk about Jesus and preach on Jesus and do it with a converse. Well, you know, Jesus died on the cross for you and I. Rose on the third day. I don't understand people who can just talk about what Jesus has done for you and I. I mean, he looked me at He did die on the cross. He did bleed on the cross. They did lay him in a tomb. But thank God, on the third day, he got up and says, I've got the keys of death and hell. And Lord, let me tell you what, if you can't get excited about that, what's going to excite you? A needle, a joint, a fifth. They're going to let you down someday. I'm telling you. It'll let you down. Well, how do you know? Been there, done that. I know. I try to find satisfaction in everything in this world I could. And believe me, I've been around the world a couple of times. There's no satisfaction in this world. Jesus himself says, you don't got to look any further. I am what you need in your life this morning to satisfy that longing. If you're here this morning, you got a void in your life that cannot be filled. I mean, I'm telling you, every morning you get up and that same void is there. And you go through the world trying to find it, fill it. Every day you get up, the same void is there. You feel empty. You feel undone. It's still there. Nothing satisfies it. You just keep looking. You keep running. You keep trying to find things. And let me just tell you this. And when you get a hold of Jesus Christ, that void is already filled in. And you don't have to get up in the morning looking for something that you don't need. He fills a void in your life this morning. He said, don't look any further. You don't need to go any further. You don't have to run to and fro to find what I've got for you. And let me just say this. Every one of us need it. Every one of us needs it this morning. What religion will tell you is keep the sacraments. Worship on the Sabbath. Keep the Ten Commandments. Be a good person. Do your good to your fellow man. Be baptized, be sprinkled. That's what religion will tell you. I'm telling you, if you're going to go into hell trusting in religion, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to look, get you to look towards religion. I'm trying to look, get you to look further than religion. I'm telling you what God said. Do all you see said that what I am preaching in text 16, verse 16. I didn't say this. Church membership didn't say this. Isaiah himself did not say this. But in verse 16, therefore thus the Lord God. 
God the Father testified of His own Son. If you go to hell, you do it over the very Word of God uh, to mankind this morning. He said, there, look no further. You don't have to go. There's three things I want you to see this morning. I'll try to get finished. Verse 16. Therefore thus the Lord God said, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a tried stone. A stone is tried. He testified. He's been tried and he's been tested. He said, the thing that I'm giving out, this thing that I'm trying to present you, this gift that I'm getting, I'm handing out to you. He's been tried. That means he's been tested. He's been examined. He's been put to the test. And he's passed it with the flying colors. 110% he has passed this test. You say, where did Jesus ever get tested? I'm glad you asked that this morning. He was tried through his temptation, the Bible said. He was tempted of the devil in the wilderness. The Bible said he came out and the other side, nothing sickened to him. He walked through the temptation of the devil, tried to throw at him, but said he kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. And finally the devil hung his head down and said, walked off. He came through the temptation with nothing sticking on him. How many of you can say that I've come through temptation and nothing stuck to me? You know what amazes me this morning? Because I know for a fact, I have failed. I have failed. When it comes to temptation, time to time. Um, I forgot I'm preaching to super Christians here. But I, I know for a fact, that when it comes to temptation, time and time, I have failed. I failed. If you could raise your hand and say, I've never failed, then we'll stick with you later on. I failed the debate of the devil. I'm not a perfect preacher preaching. <laughs> and I'm not pre preaching to a perfect congregation either. We've all failed God. We've all took the bait of the devil on our lives one time or another. We've got suckered in with the devil once us. And there's times that we didn't, the devil didn't have to draw us. We just jumped right into it on ourselves because that's what the flesh wants to do. And then we'll regret it later on. But I'm telling you about somebody that was tested and tried. And the Bible said he was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin. He was tempted in every way that man could be tempted. And he walked through them and nothing stuck to him. He was tried through temptation. He was tried through suffering. Let's be honest, how many times y'all have suffered? How many times we've suffered in life and then turn around and doubt God? And we fail God. But I find this man was suffered and tortured at the cross. For my sins. He was tortured for my sins. And yet complete the Father's will. And he said, not my will, but thine will be done. He was tried this morning and tested this morning. You say, well, is that all? It goes more personal than that. I've tried him in my own life. And I found out he's absolutely everything that he claims to be this morning. And so much more. He has proven to me, be faithful and true this morning. 
when I haven't been found faithful, he has been faithful. When I've let him down, he's never let me down. I, I love Micah. This, this thought, listen to it, it's in Micah. Wherein have I wearied you? God is talking to the people. Wherein have I wearied thee? Testify against me. What he's saying is, and I love when people stand and testify and tell them what God has done for them in their lives. Every one of us could stand and probably say, this is what God has done for me. But that's not what God is saying. He says, I want you to stand and testify what I have not done for you. What I have not done. Now, I'm going to give everybody a chance to stand and testify what God has not. I come to know the Lord on this day, and, and since that day I had nothing but trouble. He ain't been there. He's left me. He's forsaken me. He's done all this. I want you to stand and testify this morning that God has not been good to you. Anybody? I don't think we can. God's been absolutely good. There, there's been times in my life that I would have not have came through what I went through had not been for God. I've gone through a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. But it had not been for God leading and directing my life, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I'd have done. There have been times I probably doubted God. I know I've doubted God. Lord, why would you let this happen? My granddaughter passed away at seven years old. I beg God, take me, take me. I'll go. But I trusted God. I trusted him. How can you do that? Because I know what he's done. Because he's been tried and he's been tested. I, I've tried him in my life. He's come through. He's always come through. God has been good. He's been tried and tested, tested this morning. <clears throat> I've had family members let me down. I've had friends let me down. I've had church members let me down, but God has never let me down. <laughs> I've let family members down. I've let friends down. I've let church members down, but God has never let you down. God has been tried and been tested. He's everything that he's ever claimed to be this morning. If you don't know him this morning, you come to know him, I want to challenge you. Tell me he's not everything that he claims to be this morning. Look no further because he's been tried and tested. Look no further because he is a treasure. I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tri-stone, a precious cornerstone. That word precious means something extremely valuable. Bible said in Colossians 2 and 3, in whom, talking about Jesus Christ, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He has the treasure this morning. In fact, in this treasure this morning, the Bible said that we have the treasure in earthly vessels this morning. There's never been a treasure like him this morning. I love that song that Hank Williams wrote. I'd rather be in a deep, dark grave than have the world and all this glory. 
I'd rather be in a deep, dark grave know that my poor soul was saved than live what this world has to get me. I'd rather do that. He is a great treasure this morning. In fact, the Bible talks about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11, esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. We have respect unto the recompense of the reward. He was saying, I, I'd rather live out in the desert with Christ than live in the palace with a bunch of backslidden people. I'd rather be in the desert with God than in the finest places in Egypt. I'm telling you, some of you would rather have a million dollars than Jesus Christ. To lay it out there, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you say, well, I'll take the money because I see it. Let me just say, I see Jesus Christ every day. He's more precious than silver and gold. Any house or land that you may own. Any popularity of friends, look no further. He's precious this morning. I'd rather have Christ than anything this morning. He's been tried. He's been tested. He's a treasure. But he said, look no further. He is trustworthy. A tried stone, a precious stone, a sure foundation. In other words, he's saying he is trustworthy. He is a place that you can plant your feet on this morning. You can run through this world looking for a solid place to put your feet on. You'll never find it until you come to Jesus Christ. He said in Matthew, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him the wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended and the wind, floods came and the wind blew and beat upon the house. And it fell not, but was upon a rock. But everyone that heareth these sins of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to the man who builds his house upon the sand. And the rains descend, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon this house. It fell, and great was the fall of it. Jesus is saying, I'm telling you, I am what you need. Anybody builds their life on the shifting sands of this world, the shifting political world, the shifting fads of this world, the shifting education. You ever seen the things that's changed in the last 30 years in this world? We've seen it. Shifting from one side to the same side. I love what uh, Lester Roloff said. And he's got it right. He said, we're in a world, living in a world of a sane asylum and it's been ran by the inmates. That's this world today. Last 50 years, we've come a long way the wrong way. We certainly have. Ed education has shifted. They claim this, this is science, this is fact. And next week they say, well, no, that's not right. <laughs> they say well, it's been proven to be a different way. 
They don't know what facts are anymore. Remember when they came out and said salt's not good for you? Then they come back out and said salt is good for you. Then they come back out and say, I don't know what it is not. Let me just tell you, well, I'm just going with the Bible. The Bible says salt is good. I kind of wished he would have said ice cream was good. I'd have went with it. I believe it anyway. I believe it anyway. Well, we, live, we live in a, a world where everything shifts one side. Look at the fads. Some fads I really think we ought to just do away with. I mean, you can wear your pants below your butt. I'm sorry. That's a fad that just needs to be done away with. But we, we've changed. We've changed in society. But Jesus says, I change not. I'm saying yesterday, today, and forever. I am Alpha, I am the Maker, I'm the beginning and the end. He's, he's not changing. You can plant your feet on Him and His solid. He's going to be the same every day, every day. Jesus Christ is going to be the same. Foundation I have is the Word of God. The written Word of God in my hand this morning. And the Word of God in my heart this morning. I have a good foundation. My bearings are straight no matter which way the wind blows. He's kept me solid. I can plant my feet on Him this morning. What about you? You say, I don't know where my feet are planted at this morning. I know I've shifted and I've turned and I've done this. I've gone with this and I've gone with it. They even said Pluto's not even a planet. What is it? A star? The earth used to rotate around the sun. Now the sun rotates around the earth. We're changing. Everything in this world changes. Every, you change, I change. Yesterday I was 22 years old. I had a hard life last night. We all change. We go through changes. We go through fads. But Jesus Christ is the same. He's the same. He'll never change. I don't know what you're seeking for this morning. I don't know what you're looking for this morning. You may be here this morning and say, well, I really don't believe you. Well, that's good too. Because what you've done, you've done said, I, I accept the condemnation that's on me. I'm dying. I'm going to hell. I know that. I'll live with it. And there's people that says, I'll live with that. I've had them tell me that. Well, I know where I'm going and I'm happy about it. Until you get there. Until you get there. You say, I, I, I want to know this Jesus. I, I want to come to know. I want my feet planted on that solid rock, that solid ground that I don't have to try to look no more. I don't have to try to fill my life void of all the things of this world. He fills the void of my life. I want that. Stand this morning. Stand this morning.